0: The first thing I want to talk about, um, the other day when I was watching back some of the videos of Multiplier Money, oh by the way, I'm Andrew Priestley, welcome to a an audio version of Multiplier Money, just to break it up, but um, I was watching some of the videos that are on Facebook and on LinkedIn that I've been doing about Multiplier Money, and you know those moments where you look at it, and you go, "Oh God, I hope I'm not coming across like you know, like a like those guys that they're perfect." You know, I've got the great game. Um, you know, I've got a perfect game going here, and you know, I'm amazing. You're not. You know, I've got all this money stuff worked out. You haven't that sort of stuff. You know, because um, the truth is that. You know, I mean, you got to think, how did I come up writing a book called, you know, The Money Chimp, which is, you know, I wrote a book called The Money Chimp, which uh, was on Amazon. It's been on Amazon since 2016, and it's a bestseller, right? But how did I end up writing a book like that? Um, well, I, you know, the story I tell is that, you know, I was... I had someone in mind when I wrote that book because they were asking, well, how do you manage your money? But the question is, how did I become a good manager of my money? And, you know, the truth is that, you know, I'm not... Perfect. I've had some terrible mistakes with money. I've lost a lot of money, um, and you know I'm mature enough and responsible to accept responsibility for that. That uh, those mistakes were mine, and um, you know lot, a lot of money. I'm talking about a lot of money, right? And I and and I know that sinking feeling. When you should have more money and you don't you don't have more money right you've got oh shoot how did that happen you know right there you've got that little thing of oh it you know it happened to me rather than I was part of it right but anyway I ended up losing a lot of money and I know what it feels like to go and do your weekly shop and you you've you've loaded up a shopping trolley full of groceries and you get to the checkout and there's the cards declined. And, you know, it's just, it's really embarrassing, you know. It's sort of like I, I, I sort of was at two minds of confessing it, but I've had that happen, and I think it's important for you to know it, right. But, anyway, I just don't want to come across as one of these guys who says, um, uh, you know, I'm amazing, I've got all the money worked out. You know, a lot of those, you know, I've had a few black eyes and kicks in the guts with money, and more than anything, I had to, I had to sort this out, right, you know, I had a young family, and I got no money, I'm working all hours God sends me, and I'm not getting paid for it, and so the money chimp, um, uh, yes, I read a lot of books, and yes, I did a lot of courses, and yes, I looked at hundreds of websites around managing money, but it wasn't an academic process, it wasn't me going, well part of it was, because I'm doing the research, but but it wasn't, a, a, my intention wasn't academic, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy checking out all of these, um, checking out all these references and citations and blah blah blah, the truth of the matter is that, you know, what makes the money chimp work is the fact that I put my own stories in there about how I was with money, Right? and how hard it was and lessons that I'd learnt and the research just, if you like, clarified those lessons and gave me a structure and a framework um, for just retelling my story in a way that would be helpful for other people. I mean, no one cares about me, honestly. No one cares (laughs) about my story. You care about you. You care about your money. right? Um, But I didn't want to come across as this big head that... You know I know it all and I've you know I'm the success story and blah blah blah. Um, I would say I'm good with money. Um, I know how to make money, I know how to keep it right but you know why don't I you know there's a lot of courses out there of make money, you know make money. but the problem I find and the research backs me up on this is is you know if 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 the research if my if my conclusions and the research said just go earn a lot more money then the book would say earn more, uh, spend less, blah, blah, blah. But but the starting point seems to be spend less. See, if you're getting paid money right now, um, you've got to learn to notice, well, what am I spending my money on? And you've got to spend less than that. Because the research is really clear. What it tells us is that people will... If they get a pay rise, they'll spend right up to their pay rise. In fact, it's worse than that. What we know is that people spend more than they earn. So if you earn more and you're in that habit of spending more than you earn, you'll just, if you get a pay rise, people think, ah, if I get a pay rise, that'll fix my money worries. Well, what happens is they spend up to the pay rise and some. And uh, I wish that wasn't true, but that is true. That's most people. Okay. Most people, you know, like I remember once I was earning $700 a week and I got a pay rise to $900 a week. Well, you know what? I spent right up to the $900. I didn't go, well, we know how to live on $700, uh, so let's just start sucking away $200 a week. No, we spent right up. It's just human nature, you know, to go, wow. It, it feels like it feels like a present or a gift or something like that. But the problem with it, it's so short-sighted. Anyway, uh, I get to this point in my life where it's so bad that I'm looking around for how to fix my life up. It's it's the late 80s, early 90s, perhaps. Probably the late 80s, I'd say. And I come across... um, I come across this speaker called Diana Matthew, and Diana Matthew's written a book called The Money Tree, which I don't think you can get anymore. It's not available. And I think the reason being, I think I contacted Diana, and she said, well, you know, it was a good book for the 80s because we all dealt with cash. You know, we, it was in the days when we got paid at pay packet, and you you took your cash home, and you could use her system because it was a, we were cash-based, right? It's a bit harder with plastic. And with digital money because you can't allocate physical cash to to packets, right? But but anyway, I read her book and her story was really compelling because she was a really smart person, really qualified, really smart. And this is the thing that you've got to watch that, you know, I meet so many people who are incredibly smart, um, incredibly talented. They've got good jobs, you know, qualified, clever people. And they're broke. They've got no money. And Diana was in that category. So she's got this really great job. And I think it was, it must have been about 1987, because it was when the recession hit, right? So she's made redundant. And the thing is, she's got this really great job. And on the strength of that, she goes out and she, she gets a loan to buy a brand new $32,000 car, which in, in 1987 was a lot of money, right? So she's she's um, she's I think I think it was that amount of money, but it was a lot of money anyway, right? It may not have been thirty-two thousand, it might have been twenty-five, but it, I know it was a lot for the time. But she's got a brand new car. Anyway, uh, she goes to work and she gets told she's been made redundant. Um, she's been retrenched, um, and no severance. So you know, there's no two weeks in lieu of or one month in lieu of it's just you finish up Friday we've paid you up to Friday that's it done and she's and in fact what you need to do is grab your stuff and leave right now and um, and as as I understand it the story goes she's she leaves stunned she's absolutely stunned and she's driving home and Uh, somebody nudges her and she ends up uh, running off the road and crashing this car ends up in hospital and when she uh, is talking about the car loan and stuff like that she discovers that the cars not insured and so what happens was that the car company she can't make the repayments and stuff so what they did was they they took the car Um, and they, they collapsed her loan, but they left her with $8,000, an $8,000, um, payout. So in other words, she doesn't have a car anymore and she owes, still owes the finance company eight grand, right, to bail out of this problem. And she loses her house. So it's like a house of cards. It just falls apart. So she loses her job. She crashes her car, she ends up in hospital, uh, she loses her house, and it just goes downhill from there, and and then she finds she's thousands of dollars in debt to a finance company and on her credit card. She's living off her credit card. And the question was, you know, at that point you can see life's pretty bad. The fact that she had, she was married, and I think her marriage breaks up as well, but she had a child. And she said probably the fact that she had a child was the only thing that stopped her from doing something worse with that. Okay. So I'm out for a walk talking about this. Come here. There's a girl. So I'm out walking my dog and there's other people walking with their dogs and I think it's going to be a, a bit of a Barney. So on the strength of that, So on the strength of that, um, uh, I go to hear Diana speak. I'm in a sort of a, I haven't had that that amount of bad luck, but on the strength of that, um, I go to hear her speak. And in essence, basically, it was about how she pulled herself out of that out of that tailspin because um, it got pretty bad. Um, But she said, well, I'm either going to, hi, she said that um, I'm either going to, um, I'm either going to have a situation where it just goes, you know, bad to worse to worse to worse, or I'm going to do something about this. And so she put together a program where she dug herself out of that level of debt with a system that she created right? and I followed that system and that's what really got me started understanding this whole thing about managing money um, because you know I was having a situation there where I've got no money uh, I'm going to the checkout to pay for groceries and there's nothing in the account there's nothing in the bank there's no savings if there was an emergency like a, you know like my car needed new tires or dental treatments or who knows, or the boiler broke, I had nothing in there. And I know how that made me feel. made me feel life was just not fun. it was not enjoyable. And you know I was working just for money to pay bills and I'm shoveling money into bills that have gotten out of control and credit card debt and stuff like that. So I've sort of lived it. Um, you know, the truth is, folks, I'm a workaday guy just like you, right? Um, but I was really. You know, I also look at my age at the time, too. I was probably, you know, I was young, I was pretty mature. I had all these ideas that you should be able to go out and spend money on stuff and party hard and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I certainly wasn't decisive around uh, finances. I was spending more than I earned, I certainly wasn't planning for the future, even if it was the short term future, like you know, what if I have an emergency in the next three months, or what if I lose my job, or what if I do, you know, all those sort of scenarios. You know? um, and I certainly wasn't consistent, so sometimes I would save money and then I'd go raid, the, raid that account and, and you know, rinse it, rinse that account of all the cash. And then I'd look at, what did I spend my money on? And i go, oh my God. You know, two weeks later, the thing that I thought I had to have is sitting there gathering dust somewhere. right? So I've been there. And I think I wasn't as mature, you know. And, I, and honestly, I don't think I had the strength of character at that age to sort of be responsible either, you know. I, I wasn't being responsible. I was being irresponsible around money. But it started to catch up with me and that's when I started to read money books. That's when I started to say, okay, I've got to fix this. Now, the first place I started was I started to look at what we were spending and I started to say, we've got to cut back. We've got to cut our spending. And you know what, That's a, it's, a, 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 it's a good place to start, but because it develops habits and skills, ultimately it's not the solution because um, you want to earn you want to increase your earnings, right? That's the key to it. You've got to find ways to increase your earnings. And one way is to, you know, I took second jobs, for example, to uh, to bail myself out of credit card debts, for example. So I increased my earnings, but it was to pay off debts. But in the process, I'm learning how to control my debts. I'm learning how to do that. And I'm learning how to control my spending. And then I started to tweak the idea of, You know, if I earn more and invest it, um, life's going to get a whole lot better. Which is how we got into property, for example. And how I was... I set up an account where I could pay excess money, extra income I got into reducing my... I had one of those flexible loans where you could do it, where you whatever you paid off, it was reducing interest and the principal. And we were getting ahead that way. Okay, So we weren't... We weren't partying hard and having fancy stuff, but we were reducing our drawing down the debt rapidly. And that's another story. But the starting point was to spend less than we earn, and to do that I had to think, well what am I spending my money on right now? But I think the real secret was that the four things that I, I, if I look back and reflect on it, it was, I was a lot, I started to approach money with a lot more maturity. Uh, I was a lot more decisive. I didn't um it. I said, this is what we're going to do, and I stuck to it. Um, I was a lot more consistent, so we set up some rules. This is what we're spending our money on, this is what we're not doing it. And I think I had the strength of the follow-through, and those are the things that I think uh, are useful. Uh, and I put all those things in the... Um, in the multiply your money and the money chimp in the book the money chimp and also I want to get that across in the the multiply your money course as well Um, so I just wanted to be clear that I'm not this I'm not this amazing guy who's always had money and always known how to control it and blah 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 I I had to learn it I had to learn it and I had to learn it the hard way and once I sorted those things out, then I stuck to those things. I was consistent around those principles. And then what happened was, um, life started to get a lot easier. It's, you know, life, money started to become fun. And that's why I say, you know, when I say, oh, I want to have fun, I don't mean I want to go out and you know do partying and blah blah blah. You know, I want I want life to be easy. And my initial goal was it has to be easier, and then I want it to be easy okay I want it to be fun i want you know I, I at first I wanted life to be easy, but now I want it to be fun you know and being in control of my money and managing my money that's the result I've ended up with I've ended up where um you know my I, uh, I i i'm on paper I've been a millionaire twice um Am I a millionaire right now? No, I'm not. But have I got money worries? No. Um, and, you know, I've got cash reserves for for, for tough times to write out that. Um, and a lot of people I talk to, smart people, don't have anything in reserves. But anyway, I, I just wanted to clear up, come clean and let you know that, look, I'm, you know, it's, I'm a normal workaday guy just like yourself. And, uh, you know, there was a story behind how I put this together. Okay, and I just wanted to share that. Um, hope that helps. See you back in the videos. See ya.